Hello everyone, it's Molly here from Your Future Forward and I'm so excited to bring you this brand new series called The Apprentice Diaries. It's completely dedicated to apprentices in celebration of National Apprenticeship Week and it's full of conversations with loads of different guests from top firms and top companies to give you an insight into what it's really like to be an apprentice. Don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you do enjoy them. That would really help us reach more people and help more people that are considering apprenticeships. So it's massively appreciated from our side. But for now, enjoy the episode. So today I'm joined by three lovely guests from IBM and I guess I'll just go straight in ask you guys to introduce yourselves. It'd be great if you could tell us your name, age um, and the qualification you're doing um, and just about what that entails I guess. Um, What kind of is your day to day? What does your qualification actually mean for anyone that might not have heard about it before? Um, Ewan if you'd like to go first that'd be great. Yeah, so hey everyone, um, my name is Ewan, I am 18 and I am a level 6 Chartered Management Degree Apprentice with a mouthful. So um, Monday to Thursday I attend work, I work in the PMO office on my current project which is Project Management Office, so it's essentially planning, governance, kind of risk assessments of all of the current projects I'm on. And then every Friday I attend university at Pearson Business School. So what are the means at the end of my degree? I will get um, a degree in business management, but I also get um, chartered management status from the Chartered Management Institute. So um, that's why it's the big mouthful. Amazing, thank you so much. Jazz, if you wanna go next. Hi everyone, I'm Jasmine. I'm 20 years old and I'm on the same pathway as you. And so I'm also doing the level six business degree. Uh, my current job role at the moment is cybersecurity sales support. So I work with my team who sell services and software to banks and financial services. So I kind of help with all the contracting and making sure the deals are going through the processes that are needed. But yeah, the um, so every Friday I'm at Pearson Business School doing my lectures and seminars with other degree apprentices from different companies, which is really good. Amazing. And Ash, last but definitely not least. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, so yeah, I'm Ash. I'm on a different course to these guys, but still doing a degree apprenticeship. So it's called the Digital and Technology Solutions Degree Apprenticeship. (laughs) So it's a bit of a mouthful too. Um, And I started doing that in 2018. So I'm 20 now. I've been doing it for about two and a half years. Um, And it's it's basically a tech degree with a mix of some business thrown in. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. And to support that, I'm doing a software development role at the moment in the company. So like uh, like Ewan and Jazz, I work four days a week and then I study one day a week with Exeter. But obviously the university will change depending on who you're with. Okay, so depending on which course you're taking, it, the university will vary. Yeah, so so for example, these two are with Pearson, but we also do yeah. it with Queen Mary and etc. Okay, great. Well, we've got the intros out of the way. That's the hard bit. Um, But yeah, it's great to hear about all your different pathways. And I think it's really great to have all three of you on the call because you're kind of all studying similar things, but I guess with a lot of different variations. So hopefully it will provide some great insight to the people listening. Um, But I guess if we just want to go around, like 
apprenticeships are quite a new thing they've become very popular over the past year I think just because of the current situation going on in the world but how did you guys hear about yours that I'd be really interested to know I I oh. always you know, wanted to do an apprenticeship because my my father did one and my mom did okay university and I kind of got like I kind of made my decision from there <laughs> um but uh, whenever somebody asked me this I never remember how I applied for this company I remember everybody else but I don't remember this yeah. one <laughs> but, yeah, yeah uh, so basically it was kind of a big influence that your dad kind of did one then yeah because I think especially at that time my college wasn't promoting it at all everyone yeah. was like yeah go for university and even even when my tutors knew I wanted to do an apprenticeship they were still like please apply for university <laughs> I know what I want to do <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. I think like you say it's been a much bigger thing over the past few years and that's been really really great. Yeah I completely agree off the back of that though college and sick forms and stuff don't in my opinion don't do enough to promote them and when they do they kind of you feel it makes you feel like the odd one out almost like you're not going to university so uh, yeah you're a bit different to everyone else but I know in my school that that was kind of not the typical route for people and I definitely felt different to everyone going to university but what about you and Jasmine how did you guys hear about yours? Personally I always wanted to do an apprenticeship it was in terms of kind of wanted to push myself do the extra mile not just go to university because without sounding like really big-headed I know I could do it but I didn't I didn't want to um I knew it wouldn't be enough to keep me engaged all the time so yeah. I think even before kind of sixth form I knew that's where I wanted to go eventually and it would be an apprenticeship in yeah. some sort of capacity at that age though how did you even because I know when I was doing my GCSEs and stuff I didn't even my perception of apprenticeships was construction sites <laughs> pretty much and it and it ended there so how did you even know that was a possibility over university I think it was just research um you know there's so many resources available and when you yeah. even when you do one quick google search you know there's so many sites available so it was just a bit of research um I was in a similar position where school didn't really push it even when I was applying to um, my apprenticeships and going through the ACs and stuff they were still strongly advising me to, <laughs> to apply to uni and I still yeah. sent off my UCAS application and paid for it and everything mm. um so yeah it was just research and kind of just the uh, initial interest in it yeah being a bit proactive then I guess at a young age <laughs> Jasmine what about you so my route was slightly different so it's when I finished my A-levels I actually did what they call a futures year with IBM so that was like a year placement with the company working in the business for a year so kind of similar to the university placements that they do um, mm. in the middle of their degree so I worked with IBM for a year in um, global markets so that was working with European healthcare um, and then through that I kind of discovered that I didn't want to go to university and I'd rather take the apprenticeship route after a year of working so I kind of just applied through IBM that way but yeah. even before that the reason why I did my futures year was because I was just wasn't sure about university like I have to openly admit I probably wanted to go to university for all the wrong reasons <laughs> me too <laughs> so probably for um the going out sense and not the yeah. education so I have to actually I thought I best think with my head for once and actually go down a route <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> where my, my heart and uh my social life wanted to take me <laughs> yeah I think that's so important though I know this conversations about apprenticeships but they do so many other things outside of that companies like IBM with the kind of 
weak tasters, placement years and stuff like that, that people just still don't know about. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I just think schools need to promote them a lot more, but it's great to hear that all your roots sound really different actually. Um, so it's very interesting to hear the kind of diversity amongst them all. Um, I guess now that you're all at IBM, uh, looking back to when you were applying and stuff like that, how was that experience for you all? Is the application the same for all the different courses or does it vary amongst what you're actually applying to? Even though me and Jasmine are on the same course, it would have been different because you were already in the company, right? So it was a bit different. Yeah, yeah, so from my experience of externally um, applying, it was all happened very quickly it seems even though it spanned over like a whole year so I think I applied December 2019 slash January 2020 yeah Uh, after that you had to do some kind of cognitive testing online and then eventually I got through to the assessment center where I went to London probably March 2020 and then Mm. after that you kind of find out and, and when you get in you um with an IBM when you are successful in assessment center you get input into a matching pool so um, at this point, there's no guarantee that you actually get a job. They okay. can't guarantee that you'll get a job, even though you pass the assessment centre. So it's still very much, you don't know. But um, mm. I guess that's just so you find the right fit and make sure yeah. managers really utilise you when you come into the company. So yeah. um, due to the pandemic, I didn't actually know it was going ahead until probably like a month before. So I literally, yeah. like I said, I, I, had, I did my UCAS application and I had applied for all my like um, accommodation at uni and all this stuff. Oh my gosh. And then on results day, I actually had to cancel it all because um, it was going ahead. So, so yeah, um, oh, even the same it, course to Jasmine. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, different to Jasmine, I think, even though it's the same course. Yeah, just going back to that, a quick question about, um, you said matching pool, just for some people that might not know what that is. I imagine that's just to match in the right team or make sure that you fit within certain areas of the company. Just want to expand on that a little bit more. Yeah, so I, I I don't know in detail necessarily, but it would be pretty much managers. So when you come into IBM, we'll have a task manager um, and a foundation manager. But the task manager focuses on kind of your job role and the next project that you might go on to. And it's really just so that they can pick the right fit for the team, kind of at the assessment centre, they'll ask what you're interested in and what you see yourself doing. So it's kind of just so it's the right fit and yeah. to ensure that you'd be interested in the kind of things that you'd be doing every day. Yeah, and I think with... Um, situations like that it can be quite torturous and stressful and think have I actually got the job but I think they're great processes because although they're looking for the right candidate you want to make sure that you're in the team that you'll enjoy as well so it's probably just as much for you as it is for them Um, but yeah I guess back to application processes what were your two like girls? Every company that I applied for was very different, um, but even my experience, like compared to you and compared to a lot of people that I know in IBM was very different. So um, I first of all had to do a video interview because I was interviewing for a different part of the business. So I do that first, then I went to my assessment center. But on my assessment center, I actually had an interview for a role I was going into. So I didn't have to enter the matching pool. I went straight into a role, if that makes sense. Yeah. But there's okay. people I know had to wait like two years. They'd forgotten IBM existed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They're in like another job and they get this application from IBM like, do you want to join now? And <laughs> move over. So just keep in mind that, yeah, you might have to wait. Um, and it's very variable. You can't really predict it. And brush up on, on video interviews because my sister's going through this at the moment and she's had it really? every single day in a different video interview. It's, oh. <laughs> it's new um, stressing people out. <laughs> so yeah. yeah 
Oh yeah, that's great to hear. I think, yeah, such an important point as well for people listening. Sometimes you don't realise how long these things can take and unfortunately you really have to plan in advance as well if you're a bit of a planner, I guess. Um, But yeah, Jasmine, finally, what was your application process like? So my application process for the apprenticeship for my future was quite simple, to be honest. It was the same application form that external people would have had to fill in. So kind of just about skills of like how you show like adaptability, motivation, teamwork around that. But for my future year, I'm pretty sure the process is really similar to like other apprenticeships anyway, the whole process. So like I did a video interview, then I did the assessment centre. Um, which is all quite new, especially like coming out of Apple's and like when most people apply and doing a video interview, um, it's definitely a very weird experience. And even the assessment centre, I feel like quite people, quite a few people can be a bit overwhelmed. Um, yeah. But from what, what I would say, it's just like go in, like go in knowing that they know you don't know a lot about the company or like really a lot about what they like your role will be or about it they don't expect you to like be experts so I feel like the harder you try to like try and pretend you're some you know all this stuff like the more like completely you get stuck in a trap so just like go in like with you and like your skills that you can learn from being in sixth form or playing sports or anything and like utilize those yeah completely and I think it's just about doing what you can so you can research companies externally on their websites find their values but like you said you won't know what role you'll be doing and they don't expect you to know that either um so yeah I think that's a massive takeaway from the application process that a lot of people should consider if they're applying to apprenticeships um and then I guess like when you joined IBM so I imagine you all joined at different times by the sounds of it what was kind of adapting to the working world like what's the culture like at IBM for anyone interested Ash do you want to kick this one off yeah sure thing so just on the culture bit there anybody you speak to an IBM will say it has one of the best cultures the people are amazing there are so many different types of people so many communities to get involved with if you're part of a minority you're very supported as well it yeah honestly I do think the community is really good yeah But then obviously people experience different things. So I joined thankfully to a very, very nice team who are completely understanding of my apprenticeship and what it requires. My friend doesn't have quite so much an understanding manager. Um, And you just, because it's such a big company, you'll come across different types of people. So yeah, just be prepared for that. Like it it might not all be sprinkles and rainbows. lot of support in IBM so earlier you had mentioned foundation manager and task manager which is something I've not seen in other companies yet because I hear what other apprentices from other companies have so we have somebody literally dedicated to you and your apprenticeship and making sure that you are happy supported and your career is what you want it to be so if something does go wrong you're completely supported and that's one thing that I personally think is amazing about IBM (laughs) Yeah, I mean, my experience at Google, we have a mentor and a manager. So our mentor kind of acts as that person to kind of guide you, help you with career decisions and stuff like that, which I think is a big part um, and impacts your apprenticeship massively. Um, Yeah, so it's an interesting point around it really matters about who you get paired with, I think. Um, And I think that is a consideration for an apprenticeship is you kind of have to be careful around that. Um, But yeah, the people make it definitely. Uh, yeah, what about you guys? Um, what, how did you find the culture IBM when you first joined? I think when I first like went in, so in my future year and like during my apprenticeship, 
um, I was lucky enough to be in the office for about six months um, before obviously the whole of COVID <laughs> the pandemic. <happened> <laughs> um, and I, I feel like for me, when I first went into the office, it was a lot more like a really relaxed, like chilled out vibe. I expected it to kind of be like a typical, like what you see in telly, like London office, everyone in suits, like really formal. Um, but it was actually like really relaxed, like everyone's so welcoming. I feel like that's the one thing I get when from when IBM. It's definitely like if you ask anyone for like a catch up or to like learn more about their role, or what they do. Um, yeah. I'm going to say like 99% of the time they're always open to talking to you and trying to help you out. And I feel like for that 1% of the times, like just take it as like, just like a knock that you have to experience in life and not get yeah. too upset about it. Because you know, and often it's nothing personal. Yeah, it's all down to their the time. Other, and yeah, the other nine people you would ask will be absolutely fine. Yeah. So I guess you have to understand like some people may be really busy or they could be like dealing with a massive project. So I feel like it's just take everything as it comes and try to not take it as it was just you. It could have been like several other people on that day. So just try and take everything as positively as you can really yeah yeah I love that so important as well I think when you're first joining a company and the working world in general um yeah, yeah that's great you and what about you um so I mean I, I joined in September 2020 so I've yeah. only been online so far everything's been online so I've never met anyone in person but kind of even then it signifies the strength of the culture, I think, because I feel so supported, even though it's not like a <laughs> professional job and I've never yeah. met anyone that I'm yeah. working with. So there's definitely um, there's definitely down to um, the situation you're in. So there are certain um, people that I work with, potentially people higher up who don't understand what my apprenticeship is. They don't understand that I'm doing a degree alongside it. So there's definitely kind of like a learning curve for certain people. But then um, because IBM have so many different apprenticeships, to offer on the other side there is such a strong a kind of young culture that yeah all the interns and apprenticeships fall into a thing called foundation and there's so many uh, as ash said groups and initiatives you can get involved in like yeah. i'm helping plan national apprenticeship week currently so that's how i met ash and like now we speak too much you probably get sick of me but kind of thing so <laughs> there's so many so many people you can meet um it's really good and um there's certainly the push on apprenticeships yeah and what is that network like within the company between your apprentices because from my personal experience there's 23 of us at google and there's a few different qualifications but we didn't really mix so all of us studying digital marketing were really close but i didn't really know anyone doing the software engineering is it the same in your company because i imagine there's quite a lot of you as well i would say it's customized i mean <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there are a lot of people who choose not to get involved because they would rather not socialize and that's fine that's just what they want to do um, yeah. and I don't know a lot of business apprentices because of that because people tend to be quite cliquey but for example you and as you just said got got involved in National Apprenticeship Week and that's how I met him and that's how I met a lot of other amazing apprentices so there is a great great community if you choose to be part of it basically. yeah yeah I guess I think this is in general with apprenticeships as well you get out what you put in so it's kind of all down to you what your experience is like so yeah completely agree with that yeah and um building on Ash's point I feel like depending on like who comes in when you start your apprenticeship so you and I started my apprenticeship with Ewan um and we have quite like a close-knit um cohort who start together so we try and catch up like weekly and stuff like that yeah um but like I said it kind of like depends on your personality like I 
I love a chat so I will talk to everyone <laughs> and I'll socialize with anyone and try and get involved in anything but then I guess some other people like to focus on their degree and like to focus on their work so I think like you said it's kind of what you make of it if you want a social aspect there definitely is like a massive option for that so kind of however you want to take it yeah definitely and I guess like final question to round things off what is your biggest takeaway from your apprenticeship so for anyone listening that's a bit unsure or maybe considering applying to IBM specifically what's your biggest takeaway so far and I know you've all been in the company different periods of time so it'd be interesting to hear what you'll make of that I think personally mine would be be proactive I think there's kind of two points to it so initially for people listening who are interested in apprenticeships and their schools don't potentially um, kind of push them is be proactive and always do the research do it for yourself be proactive in making sure that you know what's around and what's aware because if you then go to go to the kind of assessment centers or application processes and you speak to employees and tell them oh there was not much of apprenticeship push but I was proactive and I found out about all about it then they're going to be really happy that's the type of employees they want people who yeah. know what they want and push for it even if there's maybe kind of invisible barriers in the way kind of thing so if they're not pushing it don't panic and that doesn't mean that you're going to have less of a chance than anybody else just make sure you do that for yourself and how much you want to do yeah and then in terms of in my apprenticeship it's just be proactive like helping out of national apprenticeship week saying yes to as many opportunities as possible because then you just network with more people yeah. you get to know those people um it's kind of the things that's how you get recognized um if people know your name because you're helping out and if you enjoy doing it to them yeah definitely be involved with as many initiatives as possible yeah definitely it's a win-win especially if you're enjoying it and I think you never know what will come out of an opportunity if nothing comes of it you know like you just move on to the next don't you so yeah I completely agree with that I love that I would probably echo that because I was in the company about two years before you and joined, I've seen a lot of different types of people. And as soon as you and and, um, and Jazz and this other guy, come to <laughs> people, they like were beeping on my radar because they are the most involved and like friendly apprentices I've met so far. And I, when, whenever there's something like an award going on or there's an opportunity going on, I hear all of their names coming across in conversations and managers will ask me who I recommend. And I'm like, you and Jazz, Toby. And yeah. I mean, you are completely right. The, the more you get yourself out there, the more opportunities you get, the more you can progress your career. And honestly, the more fun you have. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I guess kind of related to that, just be nice to people. <laughs> that helps too. Massively, always helps. Even if it's just a high when you're, I'd say walking into the office, but everything's virtual now, when you're joining your Zoom call. <laughs> what about you, Jazz? What's the final thing that you kind of would like to finish on? So I definitely agree with um, Ash and Ewan. Um, but my one thing would just like believe in yourself and back yourself. So in any situation, like, like don't cower away from situations, believe in any skill you have or the like any ability and run with it. And if you hit a wall, be, be okay to say that you don't know what to do or you're struggling and ask for help. But from like pushing your, your own limits will definitely help you get opportunities like Ash and Ewan said, but also like help you build up confidence to just do what you whatever you want to do. So I feel like self-belief is so important and people will see that 
even if maybe you're not 100% sure on that area, the willingness to do something is just as important. So that would be mine. 100%. God, strong answers. Very good finish, guys. Um, Well, we'll keep it short and sweet, but it's been amazing to have you on the podcast. And I really hope people take some great insight from this episode, because I think there's been some really insightful answers from you guys. And yeah, I guess good luck with all the apprenticeship stuff. I'm sure you've got a lot of things ahead of you. Um, But yeah, that was it from IBM Apprentices. If you did enjoy the episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and share with any friends or family that you think might find this useful. There are so many other episodes with incredible guests, so don't forget to check those out. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Your Future Forward, where we share loads of different career advice and tips to help you navigate this working world. Thanks again for listening to this episode, and I really hope you enjoyed it.